so far away doesn't anybody stay in one place anymore in 2022 voters in sacramento county and elk grove will vote for representation in vastly different districts on the state and federal levels the work being done by the nonpartisan California Citizens Redistricting Commission has revealed statewide maps that will have far-reaching electoral implications, and Sacramento is one area where congressional maps could be far different than they have for the last 10 years. Elk Grove would get uh, would go from being the largest uh, municipality in Amibera's district to being you know, basically a, a, a suburb of Stockton 37 miles away. I'm Dan Gority. In this edition of Elk Grove News Podcast, we discuss the congressional maps and possible implications for Elk Grove with Jeff Burdig, Editor-in-Chief for SACPolitical.com. If Jeff's name is familiar, he ran as a Democratic candidate for the 7th Congressional District in 2020 against incumbent Democrat Ami Berra and Republicans John Ivey and Buzz Patterson. Jeff is no longer involved in electoral politics, but on his news site, he closely monitors and analyzes politics and politicians. This interview was conducted on November 6th in Elk Grove. Jeff Burdick, uh, thank you for joining us on Elk Grove News Podcast today. Great. Thanks for having me. Jeff, if we could start with an overview for the listeners' sake, what is the California Citizens Redistricting Commission? What do they do and where did, what's their role in this redistricting process? It is a, a nonpartisan commission made up of 14 citizens. Uh, it was created through a state proposition, and the first time we had it was with the last cens- census, the 2010 census. And the goal is to take politics out of creating of the different districts at the state and congressional level. Uh, the composition of the commission is 14 individuals. Five seats are supposed to be for Democrats, five for Republicans, and four for independents. But these individuals, though, as they conduct their work, they're not supposed to be making decisions based on partisan considerations, but really about keeping communities of interest together, having compact size uh, districts, and making sure that different aspects of the Voting Rights Act of 1965 are complied with. So here we are in early November, and series of maps have already been released. And for the purpose of our discussion, we're just talking about congressional districts, not the assembly or the state assembly or the uh, state senate. How many maps have already been released and put out in view for the public? Uh, I, w- I would call them sets of maps. So two sets of maps statewide. Congressionally, there's going to be 52 districts, 52 house seats. This has gone down by one. They put out a full set about a week and a half ago, but then quickly put out another set this past week. And there were um, some surprises. I've been following it, and I had my own guesses of what would happen. Um, there's issues throughout the state that uh, that have caught people's eyes. Here in the Sacramento area, probably the biggest issue is uh, Sacramento had two fairly self-contained congressional districts within Sacramento County. Basically, 95% of Sacramento County was within the CA-6, which is Doris Matsui's district, and the CA-7, which is uh, Ami Barra's district. But the changes that have been affected in both rounds have taken those two districts, and instead of basically retaining some version of it, uh, they've 
kept Doris Matsui's district pretty much the way it is, added some suburban areas to it, but then chopped up the rest of suburban Sacramento County and divided it among three different districts, which um, uh, is actually a little concerning for Sacramento County. It should be because uh, it's really diluting their voice, the voice in Congress that we would have if these maps uh, took effect. Folsom would get thrown in uh, to the east with the Sierras. Elk Grove would get uh, would go from being the largest uh, municipality in Ami Barra's district to being you know, basically a, a, a suburb of Stockton, 37 miles away, um, diluting its voice. Uh, and uh, and then north of the river, uh, in like Arden Arcade, Carmichael, Citrus Heights, uh, it would get combined with parts of Placer County. Presently, that part of Placer County would be a minority of the population, but it's fast growing. And so uh, in a few years, you could actually see all of Sacramento County, the suburban parts, becoming minority elements of other districts. And so Sacramento County would go from having two wholly, um, wholly contained congressional districts to really just one. Obviously, in terms of representation in Congress and really the most important function a member of Congress has is bringing the bacon home, this would, the, these proposed maps, if if some form of them is finalized where Elk Grove is taken out of Sacramento County and say lumped with Stockton or San Joaquin County, that will greatly hurt the ability for any member of Congress to bring the money home. Is that a fair statement? It certainly puts it at greater risk. So Elk Grove would go into the district that's currently represented by Jerry McNerney. And uh, from my interactions with his office and watching what, he's do- what he does, he's, he's a, a, a fairly responsive um, congressional representative in terms of bringing home the bacon, uh, really far more than, say, um, Ami Berra is. However, you have to, he's also, you know, he's also in his uh, 70s, too. You don't know how long he's going to be there for. And these, these are districts for the next 10 years. So to the degree that Elk Grove would would continue to have primor, uh, like say a priority interest for that member of Congress, it's hard to say. As well as you consider the fact that when you talk about all of Sacramento County and all the linkages we have in all the, the Sacramento greater metro area, in terms of jobs, economy, housing, transportation, homeless issues, it, there are a number of things at the federal level that you would like to be able to be speaking with one voice as opposed to having a member of Congress like Jerry McNerney, uh, despite what his best intentions would be, he would be representing two separate metropolitan areas. Yeah, and, and Elk Grove is distinctively different than Stockton, not better, not worse, just we're both different communities and we have far different needs. So his ability to represent the interests of these communities is really going to be splintered in the in a sense yeah consider say like on uh, infrastructure not sure if there'll be decisions still to be made on the current infrastructure bill that passed yesterday but different members of congress will have some input on what projects get greenlit now when it comes to choice between you know one project or another think about elk grove with the uh, with the east west connector highway project you know, how much of a priority will that be? And wouldn't it be more effective to have 
two members of Congress from Sacramento County speaking about the need for that because the East-West Connector also affects the city of Sacramento to relieve all that commercial traffic coming East-West, North-South versus now having just really one member of Congress and then having these three different other areas of suburban Sacramento County split with other members of Congress. I think it really weakens the ability for the metropolitan area to deal with some important policy issues on behalf of the citizens. Especially as it relates to the Southeast Connector, I have to suspect that uh, City Hall and Elk Grove and the uh, Southeast Connector JPA, that has to be really a very high concern of them because that's going to be, for for the completion of that project, it's going to require a lot of, I think they're called Tiger Grants and a variety of federal grants. So having, um, having Sacramento County split into different geographic areas could really negatively affect uh, the funding, the future funding for that project. I would think so. And then you also think of all the connections in terms of education systems, you know, at the junior college and uh, um, four-year college levels. There's lots of things that Sacramento County, I think, would be able to leverage um, a combined voice better by having its parts contained to two or perhaps three districts as opposed to really diluted and spread elsewhere. You know, in Sacramento, of course, you know, it's one of the largest cities in the state. So why it would be given a back seat in terms of priorities on how uh, the, the map is divided up, it's, it's a little bit of a mystery. And But I think some of the mystery is the fact that I don't, I haven't seen much evidence of people from our area speaking up about these changes. Uh, I have heard the commissioners talk very strongly about uh, um, group, you know, like Long Beach in particular. They keep talking about Long Beach and how well that municipality has had a coordinated effort to make sure that Long Beach is not broken up into two different congressional um, districts and how that's gotten their air. So there's a squeaky wheel aspect to this. As long as people who submit their feedback are doing it on a nonpartisan basis, you got to make your case nonpartisanly and based on communities of interest, shared policy interests, not about, oh, you know, this area should have a Democrat or a Republican or by splitting things up, it'll, it'll have this electoral effect. Can citizens still participate, Jeff? Yes. So the final maps won't come out until December 27th, I believe, is their court um, named deadline. And before that, there could be a couple more iterations of maps. And I, you know, to people who are concerned about these issues, whether it's just where, like, say, Elk Grove is placed or uh, the greater implications for uh, greater Sacramento area, uh, I, I would say flood the commission with your thoughtful feedback. Uh, you can go to their website and you can do the feedback there. There's just a little bit of, uh, you have to look at their maps and you have to let them know exactly the name of the map you're looking at, which can get a little bit complicated, um, but it's not impossible because everything's labeled once you open up the big map files. But it's worthwhile because, uh, again, Sacramento could in effect lose a house seat. Let's talk about the last map that was released for the congressional district that would include Elk Grove. This one has a, a great number of fascinating possibilities politically, and it's what I guess you're calling the, kind of the Placer South or Placer Sacramento map. Can you just give us a kind of a brief overview? I mean, mm -hmm. we're, we're mm -hmm. doing an audio so yeah. listeners can't <laughs> see it, but, you know, a, a brief geographic description. And then if you could, let's discuss some of the 
possible candidates for this office. Yeah, yeah, we'll do. Um, the, the best way to think about the map um, visually without having the maps in front of you is to start with what uh, the CA7 is right now. This is Ami Barra's district, and it basically contains all of suburban Sacramento County. It's, it's divided in half by the American River. So there's the north half, and then there's South County with Elk Grove, Florin, um, Vineyard, all the way down to Galt. What the new maps would do is sever that connection between north and south suburban areas. And north of the river, the first iteration of the map took everything north of the river that's in Ami Bear's current district and lopped off the Elk Grove, the South County part, but added in the southern part of uh, Placer County. So Roseville, Rockland were added in. And this basically took um, what we'll call Ami Barra's district and took it from a plus 14 voting for Biden in 2020 to plus four. So all of that conservative area in Placer County really diluted it and took it from a very safe Democratic district to um, almost a, you know, pretty much a purple district. Uh, the, the most recent map that came out last week lopped off Folsom from this district and added in Lincoln in Placer County, which and with Elk Grove still be in that map. No, no so Elk Grove would be map. Yeah, yeah, it would be south with uh, Jerry McNerney's district with Stockton. So this would just be the northern um, Sacramento suburban um, areas, um, and uh, so I would estimate that that would take it from again. Biden plus 14, it had gone down to plus four, down to plus three probably. You have to keep in mind though that Roseville and Rockland, those areas are fast growing. There's still some growth going on, you know, in, 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 uh, in, in, well, definitely in Folsom, but that would not be part of the district anymore. And I can certainly see Placer County's population eclipsing the Sacramento County portion of that district, um, which then obviously would have uh, representational um, implications. If Ami Barra ran in that district, then, which would exclude his hometown of Elk Grove, and as we know, he's not required to move into the district, as we know with uh, uh, Congressmember McClintock, who lives in Elk Grove, but he represents a different district. Who are some of his possible candidates? I mean, there, there's a, one you mentioned and one I kind of think you mentioned in one of our emails, but... Can you elaborate on that, Jeff? You know, the, the most likely candidate in terms of having the ability to raise a lot of money is probably Kevin Kiley. He's the assembly member from Rockland. He's a Republican, and people may know him um, from having run for state senate uh, two, two years ago against the Republican, and it was a bruising. It was a bruising um, uh, negative campaign. Got between pretty him, nasty. Him and Brian Dahl. Is it Brian Dahl or Brian Dolly? I can't remember. Uh, but they, they, they fought it out. So he wants to move up for sure, and he ran as a um, replacement candidate for governor in the recall. Now, he finished a distant sixth or, or seventh, if you want to include you know, none of the above. Uh, there was, uh, there was, that was the leading uh, winner of the uh, question two on the recall. But he definitely wants to run. Um, um, from, from my reporting on, on his activities, he strikes me as a far-right ideologue. Uh, he's he's had has had no problems attending events with some very far far right individuals, even a co-organizer of a rally he attended who had called for Americans to arm for civil war. Um, so very concerning. But what's interesting about Kevin Kiley, you know, obviously he's young. He's he's. He, He's very uh, um, well-spoken. He knows how to put together his messages. Um, 
He has a very effective communication operation. I'll say that from my perspective. Definitely. Too. Yeah. And um, but uh, 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 he also does not accept um, any special interests or pack or corporate money. Whereas Ami Berra does. I mean, his after, after winning his seat, that's what his whole congressional um, career has been built on. And uh, um, and so this is going to be. I would imagine it'd be an incredibly bruising battle with one with with Kylie trying to attack Berra on all sorts of ethical and fundraising issues, and Berra attacking Kylie on these far right issues. And finally, for people in Sacramento County and Elk Grove, although it would be a different district. Scott Jones is retiring as the Sacramento County Sheriff, and this is probably just pure speculation on our part, but he did run against Ami Berra in 2016, ran a pretty close race. I think he only lost by 1%. Do you think that would be a possibility, and this is, like I said, pure conjecture on your part, that Scott Jones could jump in that race against Mm -hmm. Ami Berra and maybe Kevin Kiley could have a competitive three-way race? I guess anything's possible. I, I hadn't heard anything about what Scott Jones's future plans are. I do know in 2016, you know, when it was uh, Jones versus Barra, I mean, this was a battle of kind of the eth- ethically challenged titans. Uh, and um, uh, but he was able to raise a lot of money. Then the question would be among Republicans, you know, do they want to do they, they want to go, you know, um, back in the past to uh, replicate that matchup, Barra Jones, or would they prefer to put their money on, um, on, on on someone newer, which would be Kylie, who doesn't have that ethical baggage, but both would probably be tied to the same um, um, deeply far right Republican base, um, and then and then it would really would be a battle in the primary to see which one emerged. And we have to remember. It's the top two finishers in the primary, regardless of party affiliation, that make it to the November general election. So, in which case, I would actually give like a little advantage to Barra then, because he could sit back and let those two beat up each other, right? And and uh, versus it being a, a prolonged two election, the primary and the general battle between him and Kylie. Finally, Jeff, can you tell our listeners where they can find your website on the internet and pitch yourself a little bit, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm the the founder and editor of sactopolitico.com. That's sacto, short for Sacramento, and then politico, politic with an O at the end, dot com. We've been around for um, a year now. We come out basically twice a month, and what we try to do is cover politics, political news and analysis that's no longer being covered by the main media outlets because of the shrinkage in newsrooms, um, and, uh, again, we come out every two weeks and we just try to plug those gaps that's not being covered, but which used to be, and that includes, um, expanded coverage of these redistricting issues, which gets, um, some patchy coverage elsewhere, but not, not to the degree that we're doing, or, um, I would also say the Elk Grove news, um, with your coverage of state Senate races and others, uh, in the Elk Grove area. Jeff, after the, uh, December 27th, I think is the date the maps come out. Let's get together again at the beginning of the new year and discuss what the new maps are and see what the implications are for next November. All right. Look forward to it, Dan. Jeff, thanks for your time. You're welcome.